The Hurling Podcast is brought to you by the Enniscorthy Credit Union, where you can join and apply for a loan on the same day. With great interest rates and special rates for car loans, green car loans and education loans. Check out their website at enniscorthycu.ie. The Enniscorthy Credit Union. Local, loyal and lending. Loans are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. If you do not meet the repayments on your loan, your account will go into arrears. This may affect your credit rating, which may limit your ability to access credit in the future. Enniscorthy Credit Union Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. If I told you what, that, what I put them lads through, you wouldn't believe it. Hurling has to be the most difficult, eye-hurting sport I've ever witnessed. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been described as the bridesmaids of Hurling. Well, today we got married. Oh, there's no rules. This guy just grabbed the ball, threw it up in the air, and then hit it. But, but the part, like, Hello and welcome to the Hurling Podcast. Big week in Hurling, the Wexford minor hurlers put in a spirited performance but fell short in the Leinster final last week to Kilkenny. Then we had Joe Canning calling it a day. We had Davy Fitz ending his five-year tenure as Wexford manager. And then we also have our semi-finalists for the All-Ireland as Waterford beat Tip and Cork beat Dublin at the weekend. Were you able to keep track of it all, track of it all Ben? It was tough, but I, I just about just about did. Your thoughts on Davy Fitz leaving? Just we'll remember we'll remember 2019 and appreciate that. I think we remember that. And don't forget 2017 when he first came in. Don't think many people will forget that night in Wexford Park when we beat Kilkenny for the first time in, I think, since 2004 in the championship. So that was a great night as well. Yeah, some good times. Uh, we are joined by Cyril Farrell to discuss the weekend's games and look ahead to the All-Ireland semi-finals. So here we are with Cyril. So we, we reckon that uh, Davey kind of, a lot of his play was innovative and someone else is kind of getting the credit for maybe the attacking wing backs that Limerick and Waterford play and then maybe Davies kind of started it all, just hadn't got it as refined maybe. Yeah, well, you know, he would have started even with Clare, like, you know, and uh, Park Nerk would have come from his school of coaching. But like, like you have the Kyle Hayes bombing up now and you have Tim Amani the other night and, you know, you have Colin Lyons, these guys attacking from deep and uh, even if they don't get through themselves to go on and continue, they're continuing their run to get a return pass, which is very unusual. But that's why the wing forwards now have to be kind of tracking back and not to leave, not to let lads uh, go up the field of drone because it's just like the, the number on the lads back anymore doesn't mean anything. Like it's, it's you know, it's just okay, you start in that position, but from there on, you rotate, you rotate the whole time, actually. Like if you remember a few years ago with Claire, Davy used to play Shane O'Donnell up front basically on his own. And there was widespread giving out. You can't only play one man in the full forward line. And now if you look at it, well, Walford are definitely doing it. And, you know, as long as the man in there is good enough to win it, it's, it's fine now. Yeah, and you see, they only let it in. When they let it in, they might just let it into space where there's a race for the ball and they're, they're coming from outside and tapping over points and good at it. But, like, the, the full back lines now in a lot of the county teams that are getting away with more than the sense that there's three in the full back lines, say number two, three, and four. And the most up there is maybe one or two at the most. There's never three on three. I still think that the, that now some team will go with three on three inside and it'll cause consternation once you put the ball in there. But what's happening in the modern game is they're working through the lines and there's, it's a possession game and it takes a good while for the ball to get up there. 
Now, it's, it's okay when it works and you tap over a pint, but when it breaks down, then you have a lot of rooks and you have all the crowd saying, why it hit the bloody thing? So, like, you know, you have a kind of contrast in styles, but the lad, the manager will tell you, look, they don't mind what style as long as they win. If, if Dean justifies, justifies the means, like. Yeah, that is basically it. Like, I thought Wexford were actually very close in both games, but essentially they lost, so... Yeah, well, like they were very, very unlucky against Kilkenny now for the seventy minutes. Like that, that was you know they were unfortunate. Like you know that was that was touch and go. Like and again, like if you saw like their Lee Chin with the great run up the middle, but if you did Paddy Deegan sized them up coming up and he kind of hit him with a body tackle. Now Paddy hurt his own body as well, but he kind of took Chin out of the game. <coughs> Whereas the likes of Kyle Hayes and Tim O'Mahony the other day, they got through. No one, I wouldn't blame the wing forwards not catching up to them, but definitely the backs facing them. They should have body tackles. You just can't allow that to run through. Both of them did, and actually both both wound up getting great calls. To, to be fair, I think Liam Rush did <laughs> did try to to get Tim O'Mahony, but he missed him, and he ended up on the floor himself. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, that can happen. But I was just saying the lad's face, like Rush got a, got a good body tackle from Paddy Deegan in the Wexford um, in the Wexford Kilkenny match, like and took him out of the game for a while. Like that, that's that's perfectly. That's that's what a back has to do. If there's guys coming through, just yeah. can't let him run through. You know. Now, obviously, your the hero in Galway has retired, Joe Canning. Do you, when you look back at his career, do you think? My opinion is maybe he underachieved a little. I don't know what do you think yourself. I well, I wouldn't call it underachieved. Maybe the team underachieved, but like he achieved everything that was in the game. Like, but he carried a terrible, say, uh, kind of expectancy on his shoulders from a young age. Like from under, say, 12, 14 here, he was scoring scores all over the place. Then he won a mile in under 20, he went to college in LIT, he won a Fitzgibbon. But he was all, there was always pressure in the sense to expected things kind of from the Joe show. And he nearly all, like, he delivered some fantastic scores. And, and, and like, it was great that he got on all Ireland because he was a brother there called Ollie was a very good cornerback, a lot of more people as well in God that didn't get any. Now, yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd think the way he was playing that there should be more All-Irelands won, like, and, but I suppose when you win one, it's, you know, it's it's fantastic. There's a lot of great horrors that didn't, but, like, he's going to be a terrible loss, not alone to Galway Hurling, but to Hurling in general. But, you know, I always feel a good fella like that gets a few months off. You never know, like, the, my, he's, he's still young enough to come back. I know he doesn't wouldn't think of that now, like, but a lot of good lads have retired and at, at, least, at least came back once and, and, uh, did a, did a great job for the county team. Yeah, and you had touched on it yourself on a podcast with uh, Anthony Daly, and it was touched on as well with, uh, I think, on Wooly Parkinson's podcast, Galway winning like something like 30% or 33% of minors under 21 and club all Ireland in the last 30 years. And... Do you, why, where, 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 where's the, where are the All Ireland at senior level to show to show for that, or, yeah. or what's going wrong yeah. in the county? Yeah, well, yeah, you have, you have only one senior All Ireland. So what they should be doing, I think, the at board level and maybe the minor manager, the uh, Brian Henley is doing a great job, and Jeffrey Lins, the under team, doing a great job. The powers that be should be all these lads together and see what's what's where's the disconnect because definitely there's a blockage coming through. All these guys, they're all in Galway. They're either in college or kind of finished college now, qualified. There's none of these guys gone to Australia, the top all. They're all around. And they all have, like, minor medals or under 21 medals. Or even if they haven't, they're that quality around. So, like, there's plenty of hurlers on, but they have now. Okay, it was hard to make the breakthrough because that team was kind of settled. But definitely they'd want to look at it and see what's happening because there's, there's definitely a blockage in the sense that much the same time as Galway came, that present tip team they were beaten the other day came through and they've won three all Irelands, whereas we've won one. 
Like there would be a feeling here in God, but there was should have been more. Which, which what was coming through, you know, like there was, there was great stuff coming through. Like I'm not saying that it means that you're going to be successful, but definitely. It's like having a good two-year-old. If you don't have a good two-year-old, you're not going to have a good three-year-old in, in the race in parallels. And like, uh, God, we can't, even now, as we say, in God, we're gone forever. They're not. There's a lot of great hurdles in God like, that no one heard of. Even lads between 21 and 25, that one and kind of gone over to 20 you now, like fine hurdles, strong boys, but, you know, are there to be tapped, you know, and uh, I, I think you have to do that. Now we're at a crossroads, definitely new blood, and a lot of, say, pace has to be brought into the team. Yeah, you look and, at that team this year and how how they performed. Like, I, I there's certainly no bad hurlers there, and is it just? It almost looks to me like they got something wrong in the training. Like, yeah, you'd, yeah, like you'd have to look at it closely. Okay, it's taking Dublin were flat. That can happen any team, and they were so flat was unreal. But it was the very same thing against Waterford, completely flat. Okay, Waterford, but it was one stage before we went into the last water break. I think all were sixteen points down. Now, they'll have to look at their training, whatever way whatever way it's going wrong, the strength and condition. I know you have to have them, but you have to be very careful that I call them these side shows. These things are there to They don't take over the main show. Now, the management will have to look at it closely and see what they're doing wrong, because if they keep doing the same thing next year, they're going to keep getting the same results. You know what I mean? You, you just need to tweak it and look at it closely, because definitely there was a terrible lack of energy and a terrible lack of pace. And I, I have the feeling that when these guys get a break from the county training, they'll come out in the clubs next September and they'll be flying once they get away from the kind of, you know, the, the grind of it, whatever is happening. So they'll have to look at it because, like, uh, that's what you have to do even after winning. You have to assess your, your, your year and see what you're doing right and how, you, how, how can you do things more correct? How can you improve? Now, now we're starting from a low base, but that wouldn't stop you from going well next year because there are plenty of orders there to, to kind of to, to reinvent the team. Yeah, I mean, it was actually... It was very similar to Wexford last year. Uh, just the two performances were flat. You know, the first one, when Wexford played Galway, it was like, yeah, okay, you can be flat on a day, but then they followed it up with another one against Clare, and then Galway like that this year. Is is Shane O'Neill the right man to go forward, do you think? Or do you think, but with the talent that's in Galway, that just as you're talking about there, that, you know, that people mightn't even have heard of, do they, do they need a Galway man over the team? Well, I, I don't know, really. To be fair to Sharon Neal, he came in there in the COVID times and like he inherited the team that everyone felt was there, thereabouts. Like uh, at the beginning of the year, everyone felt it would be the one team to challenge them and the physique and everything else, the horrors, and they felt a bit of dude. And he more or less stuck with the tried and trusted. You couldn't blame him because he had the all-stars in the team and he had lads winning all-irons. But like now, you'll find that a lot of these guys have they've given great service. So they're at a crossroads and he'd have to, you know, <laughs> maybe not drop them but you definitely have to bring in new blood and say listen as other lads have to get a try you know what I mean and yeah. I don't think there's much fun to try them during the league they'll have to play in the championship and maybe Gage they seem to be going okay in the league I suppose they thought they were going alright themselves and Kilkenny wound up uh, the two kind of a, a title between them, if you want to call it that and um, you know they'll have to look ahead close because like in Gowan more, more than any of the other hurling counties the top ones anyway the league is one thing but like there's only one thing that counts and that's all Ireland like if you look at say Kilkenny or Limerick at the moment, or Watford to go well, or Cork, and they're all doing well. But they fail, say, next next day, and, and even whoever fails in All-Ireland, like, the winner takes it all. You know, it's great to be there, but at this stage, the winner takes it all. Would you <laughs> change your mind now and think that Evan Nyland is one of these guys who should be starting now? Ah, yeah, like, he's a good hurler, good free-taker. The likes of Jason Flynn. It's a mystery down here. Oh, he's not starting. No, no, it, he can blow hot and cold, but he's capable of beating. He's more skilled in one finger than a lot of less of 10. 
He's capable of beating you in, in three or four minutes. Just to have faith and give him confidence. There's plenty of guys involved. There's a Nile Burke there. In, in or more hardy bit of stuff might suits into forward where, where you need a bit of physicality. We have no one actually playing into forward, they're all moving around. But then a lot of the good horrors have, have lost their form. But that could all change again. That, that wouldn't worry me. Like, you know, a lot of these guys are a lot in the clock, but there's a lot in there that haven't. Maybe not old in age, but old in mileage. And, uh, you know, the change is no harm either. There will be changes, that's for sure. You know, but like, uh, you know, they, they'll be challenging. And it's funny, next year in the Leinster Championship, uh, they'll play a first round. They won't get by, which to me is good for goal because they need they need to get over the first match and, and not, you know what I mean? It's another match. It's, again, it's like, say, the Grand National, the first spin is the hardest, but if you don't jump, you work at the second one. So, like, <laughs> to me, they need, they need that focus just to get, get a match under the bench. You watched Watford there lately playing Leash. Didn't play well at all. Leash put up a great fight. Could have won. Watford were very flat. Next day out, runs their game. I think that's what Galway needs. Like, okay, this year, they were flat in the two games, but, like, You'd have to look at it closely and they'll have to change. There's no doubt they'll have to change the training regime anyway. Whatever Wexford did wrong last year with training and Galway seemed to have done wrong this year, whatever Liam Carroll is doing with Waterford, he seems to be able to get right. They yeah. seem to be able to peak, you know, get going at the right time. The energy levels are unbelievable. No, that's, that's, that's what he has. he has. They're biting at the beat. They're playing very, very kind of aggressive hurling off the cuff and like they're, they're working like dogs because that takes out how you do you know what I mean they're, they're tackling they're hooping they're blocking up and down the pitch and when they attack they're attacking in waves and they're missing good players like the last day Conor Gleeson was out uh, tried to work his out the whole time there's, there's lads getting injured but he's just popping us out and now he has a panel when they come on they have they have the pace that's the big thing Is Jamie Barron the big like they were so they were very poor against Clare and I think from looking it seems the big change personnel on it is Jamie Barron. Is is he that important or is the whole team? Oh, he is. He's a, he's a pocket. He's a pocket rocket. You know what I mean? Like he's a great player. And if you watch what he does, like he's all look. He's not big. He's not physically strong, but he's all the time on the ball. He makes them to me like he, he makes the, the 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 team tick like all the time on the ball. He's the perfect link between the way they played short on the run off the shoulder. He's popping, popping, popping. And again, you look at the energy he has like un- unbelievable. Like you know. Uh, like he's a modern type of hoarder, really, and he's lovely to, to see. And there he was, he was injured for a few weeks there before the Galway game, but he came out and he looked, he looked a new man, which begs the question about the training. So, uh, down in, down here in Galway, we'd have to look at it closely anyway to see what's going wrong. Waterford, they were nearly written off after they were beaten by Clare. Just the fact that they were beaten, Clare had 17 wides, and people were thinking like Clare could have actually blown him out of the water. And now they've come back. They got the win over Leash, albeit late. They weren't expected to win against Galway. They did. They probably weren't favourites going in against Tip as well. And they blew them out of the water, water in the first half. Liam Cal not getting the Tipperary job. Do you think he's just on a mission here or something to prove that he should have gone? Oh, yeah. or, like, there's, no doubt. There's, there's no doubt about the first year he was there. With the college messages that were on usually on the Wednesday evening or Thursday evening, no one at them, seven o'clock, cold weather. He was all, he was at all them games talking for Watford players. And it was very interesting, his interview after the Clare game. He said, it wasn't good enough what happened. We have to look at ourselves closely and it'll be judged. We need us to stand up and train and we'll be having matches and we'll be picking on training and form. In other words, he was picking the team, not on what they had done in the past or how they played the league. He was like, he thought to play much better against Clare. They got the kick in the pants. And like the big thing was, I suppose, with the hurlers were getting a second chance. Now that's the only chance they're getting. Now the question will be, can they do so many three or four Sundays in a row? But the funny thing is, when you're winning, 
it gives you energy. Like it's like if you get a few stitches hurling, if you lose, God, it feels terrible, a bit of blood oil, the stitches come out eventually in time. But if you win, sure, you don't feel them at all. That, yeah. That's the way it seems like. And that, that's, that's the energy that the game can give you. Now, they're up against it again against Limerick, who have, who have developed the style of 30 yard passing, very, very good and very, very physical. And I suppose everyone will feel, everyone kind of feels it's Limerick's all Ireland to lose. But I think most neutrals like would love Waterford to win in the sense that they haven't won since 59 or so, so long. But these, none of these boys have. And like when you think like of Kim McGrath and John Milan and these lads of Big Dan, no All Ireland's like, you'd, you'd love to see win all, got Waterford win All Ireland. I suppose Waterford were. It's, it's the fine margins though, isn't it? Like, oh, there was a yeah. lot of opportunities for tip. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, like, first of all, uh, Watford got a very dubious 21 yard free and stuck it. Cannon could have got another goal just in wide. John, John McGrath blazed out to a save. Blazed. If one of them would think Tip could have scored four goals and won the match, which you'd have to say, I'd say, on the 70 minutes that the best team won. Now, okay, Tip would win it if Tip had taken it if they won it. But I think even the, the like, if you're talking to the Tip management team, they would feel like to be fair to Watford, that were out hurled on the day. And to be fair to Tip, they didn't complain really about that 21-yard free penalty. Who, to me, it was dubious, but it was well struck. They got a goal. It was, there were big, there were big uh, decisions in, in tight margins, like uh, Watford or full floor. Chances Watford got to stuck them, whereas Tip didn't, it was kind of tight, you know, just like very little things went against them. They could have easily won the game, whereas I, I don't think they deserve, like the better team won on the day. And usually, usually the better team does win. Yeah. Um, to be fair, the John McGrath goal chance was a super save by Sean O'Brien. But, like, it is, is it why the game is so good that the fine margins, like we saw last week, Tony Kelly in the man that you'd want to have the ball yeah. in that situation. And they could, Claire could have been playing uh, over the weekend and not Cork. And now instead, Cork are into an All Ireland semi final. Yeah, very, very tight. You know, like they're, they're the tight margins, like, and. Uh... When you get them, it looks lovely. When you don't, like Tony Kelly, another fantastic, fantastic hurler. But like again, as you say, I'd love to see him get the ball and the ball saved. But like Cork are, are kind of to me, they're fresh. They're on a mission. Like Clare were chasing that game all through. Yeah. They could have won. Tip were chasing the game all through. They could have won it. But the team that was setting the pace, both both Watford and Cork, like it's easier nearly play from if they set the pace and they were kind of winning all day. Dublin were chasing the game against Cork. You know what I mean? They were, they were chasing it. And they set the tempo. Now, it's important the next day that if, if Warford have to win, they need to set the tempo. Because you're going to find, if the likes of Limerick gets, a, say, five or six against you, when, you, when you're looking for these tight bars and looking to score, sometimes they just won't, they'll go to the other side of the post. And that can happen. But like, Warford after having a great year. But I think most people are forgetting that Warford were in the All-Ireland final last year. They're forgetting that, and they just don't become a bad team. Like, okay, happened before the fade of the next year. But to be fair to Cahill, he got that bad game out of his system. Say, when I say a bad game, well beaten by Clare, and now he's 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 rejuvenated him again with with a lot of lads that were around for a while. But definitely, okay, they have their game plan. But the pace is the pace they're playing at, which 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 is which is great, which is unbelievable, really. Yeah. Am sure. I am I a little harsher now in saying that I think. That you said, you said Gary there, a great save by Sean O'Brien. I nearly think that John McGrath hits the ball at where he's, where he's holding his hurl. You know, you hit it into the ground or to the other side, whereas he kind of hit it, in my opinion, hit it to where the goalkeeper would want him to hit it. Yeah, but it's very tight margin. You just strike on, 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 like, he's a very good, he's a silky hurler. No, he hasn't been going well that year and only came on, but 
I was even saying to the boys at home, like he's one lad that if he gets a chance, you'd love to see him get the chance if you're a tip because he'd usually, he'd usually sink it or say bubbles wiring these guys. But like the, the goal is like with the, with the ball flying, like again, there's it, fractions in it. Like you might get a touch, not get a touch. Like and the last day, you know, the tip goal, he nearly got near one of them goals. Like it's, it's you, get, you know, but like McGrath is a good hurler. I don't know. You see, we'd be all judging and you'd be judging on playbacks and that's very easy. But these guys, the ball is travelling so fast, tackles are coming in so hard, like, you, ju- you don't, you only get a fraction to hit it. If he ran more with the ball, he could have gone right in with it. Didn't even try it. Like, he just, but he's so good, he was sure he'd stick it. And I'd say most of the tip fans thought he'd stick it as well. And for Watford or Trill, even you saw the reaction to the backs, that that was a kind of a, tor- that was a kind of a, a game changer, really. Because if that went in, you know, tip might have gone on and won it. Like, that was, to me, that was a game changer, really. That's saying. Yeah, they would have levelled it up and instead I think Waterford went down and Neil Montgomery's got the goal. So it was just like, that kind of ended the game because it went, yeah, it went I, from almost yeah. being level to six points in it. Well, the game over, lights out. That was Waterford. Waterford knew they had the one in, like, you know, and uh, I don't know, many thousand are, are, are allowed to go the next year, but like Waterford would have, have fantastic followers. I know, I know they're hungry for success, but they'll probably outnumber any team as regards following anyway for, for support. Probably, yeah. yeah. They always they do travel well. I, I actually think it's mad. Like the fact that they were again and going back to the first match against Clare that they were they were written off kinda and it was nearly it was nearly people feel feeling sorry for Liam Cal going, Asher, look, he had a great year last year and uh, and Asher they're missing eight or they only had eight of the all Ireland teams yeah. starting, like what can you expect? I kinda I'm wondering, was he looking at that going, Don't patronize me or my players here? <laughs> Well, he would be. That's the type he is. If you don't care, but like he, he made a big decision that like instead of just kind of taking over and training, if he had supposedly had won and be the team be left alone, he made a decision like uh, he said, play, just wasn't good enough. He thought players yeah. didn't commit themselves, wasn't wasn't kind of say forceful on the ball, given everything. So he said, so all the positions up for grabs. So he he shuffled the team again, and it meant that the subs were pushing. If you were at fifteen aside match, you'd, you'll find that it was it was fair stick and flat out. And next thing he gets them kind of working again. A lot of people thought, you see, after playing Clare, that Walford would be the same old story, one good year and gone the next year. But mm. like he has proved that like he's building he's building a new kind of a new team. And even though in tip now they're kind of saying if Liam Sheedy goes, well, he's the natural successor. But like he's he he may not go to tip that quick because like he's he has Walford on the roll and they won't they won't want to leave him. So it isn't just a simple oil, oh, I have a job here now and I'm going to t- take the tip job when it comes up. It has to be the right time, and like he, he at the moment, like he's building a strong Watford team. He'll get it very hard. They won't let him walk away. He'll get it very hard to walk away from him. Yeah, at the, yeah. At the, at the same time, again, it's talking that if Liam Sheedy goes, and we don't even know how this year is going to end yet, but just the success he had with Tipperary underage, and the fact that people are talking about the Tip team, kind of they need to bring in. They've only really Jake Morris that starts to, to show for all the underage success uh, that Liam Cal had with the under-20s and the minors, that he's probably, he probably is, like, the guy that they'd be looking for to get in. Yeah, well, if, if Liam wants to stay on, like, if Liam Sheedy wants to stay on, there's no doubt he'd stay on for another year. But this isn't a one-year job now with Tipperary. This will take at least three, two to three years. Like, if, he's, if he commits for a year and have to commit for two or three years, Liam Sheedy or whoever comes in, because to me, they're, they're a bit like, oh, they have to kind of, Reinvent now to have hurlers that have won the two hundred twenty ones and as you say only 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 Keo coming on come now and again and Morrison so they have hurlers there 
like uh, you can see what Cork were done with the young lads who yeah. were very unlucky not to win titles but like it's a young man if you have the stuff and the lads are doing this you have to give the young lads a chance a young, a young man's game you must know that the young fellas come with no baggage you know they haven't lost any senior lives because they haven't been in it so they're, they're, they're free and they, and they play with a bit of freedom which is great so Waterford then right playing so well this will be this weekend this will be the third shot that Liam Carroll has at Limerick they got bet by four points in the Munster semi-final last year, 11 points in the All-Ireland final last year. On paper, Walford have a weaker team because mainly no tag to Burke. Like, do they have to bring something different or will he go with the same thing again and hope for a different result? Well, I, 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 he won't change anyway. Like, he can't so well change now. He can't. Like, if he does, like, you know, Limerick, Limerick aren't going to change. They're going to kind of give the 20 or 30 yard passes on the stick, walk it through. That's, they're walking through the lines of it, but not really hand passing. It's more or less kind of when one guy gets a good 20 or 30 yard pass and they kind of come in triangles and score from outside and they're big, forceful men. And uh, they'll be a lot younger than Tip. You know what I mean? They'll be more paced at the moment than Tip. Tip a bit like Galway, kind of gone, you know, their feet are gone at the moment anyway. So, like, uh, again, but like it usually when, when a team beats you two, twice in a year, it's hard when you keep meeting the same thing that beats you. Someday the, the ball will bounce you. Now, look, Limerick will be hot favourites. That does suit Waterford. I think it suits their psych, their psychic like that, that they're not favourites. They'll go in, say, with nothing to lose in a sense, but, but they have everything to lose because, like, it's okay saying that for, for like a pundit saying well, they have nothing to lose. You have, a, you have an alliance to find to lose. And that's a, it's as big a loss for Waterford as it will be for Limerick. Limerick feel like they're going for, say, two in a row, and they feel it should be two, kind of go for three in a row. They feel one slipped away, and they're kind of rectify what they let slip away. They're a very, still a very good side. I'd expect Morrissey to be back, full back the next day, played very well on the last day. Uh, Gillan will start. And I, I think if Limerick, Limerick will want to be careful, because if, if they do any indiscretions the next day, I think the refs they will be punished. Now, they won't do because they'll be what? They'll be, they'll be careful. They know like that they've been kind of stepping close to the to the mark, and that can every good team has to do that. They'll be still very, very hard to beat. If you're if you're a betting man, you'll be you'll be marked, you'll be you'll be betting on Limerick. But like Walford will give it every every shot and they'll kind of die with the boots on, but you'd still expect Limerick to get through or to come through. You think that the refs have all got together and said we're gonna get these Limerick lads no more. No, well, this. Not, not, not get them, but the meet after the matches either Tuesday and Thursday night, and they review the matches and there's an ad there telling them where they went wrong and right. And like uh, you know, like they're human beings, like they have to call them the day, but you'll find you usually find that you mightn't get caught on a given day, but usually you pay for past sins, you know, like that can happen. And if someone gets caught for limited next year, I hope they don't. I hope they play within, and they will play within the rules. But if someone does, they'll be saying, ah, well, they're about to get caught. That's what's going to be said. Look, but, but, but it's funny, when you do go down to 14 at times, it can, it can galvanise a team that, that has the 14. And if there's a 50-50 call, you usually find a team that has the 14 will get that call. That's the way it is. It isn't as simple as, it's easier to make use of the extra men in football than it is in hurling. You know, mm-hmm. like Hurling is a different game because they're so used to playing, say, six back, two mid, they'll play with six backs, two midfielders and five forwards. And that's not the new to them, really. They're up front and be used to that anyway. Speaking of referees, is a, it seems to me now that since James Owens got slated for his decision with Claire v Tipperary, every ref has said, I am not touching that cynical foul rule anymore. <laughs> Yeah, well, like, uh, you know, yeah, but Watford got it kind of, you know, simple enough, I thought, a penalty the last day. But look, that'll happen. Yeah, like, you know, Owens came in for a lot of criticism, like, the long way out, he was out near the 
in his out near the side limit that was called. I'd say most people didn't think it was a penalty, but he called it as he saw the rule. Like and that's the rule is there for if if the goal is on. Like it's like uh, say in soccer or that. But like that can look at it, it'll probably get better. They haven't they haven't the playbacks like they have in soccer or rugby. Like that's the big thing. But they have like four officials, they had four umpires, well two down and one in it, and that linesman should be there, they should be able to call it. It's it's important thing that the that the refs consult the linesman if it's out that far or the umpires when it's near them. They should consult them first anyway and be seen to be kind of in consultation rather than making a quick snap decision and then when people play back to say, Oh God, God, you know. But I, I think they'll they learn on the side the caution because it's very important. The games are very, very big. You're going to have bigger crowds now. You know, last 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 week in for example, between Tip and Watford Ref let it flow, you know, it was completely the ref completely different to me than the earlier league matches. Waterford scored 428 and only one point was a free. It's like, a record, I'd say. Is that is that something that Tip need to have a good hard look at? That they allowed him to score so much without getting close enough to is it something Waterford are doing really well there? Or like were were yeah, Tip too loose? What, what, like was what the tips for? 227. Tip apparently. Tip apparently scored the highest ever amount in a championship game without winning it. What, what did they actually score? 227. Yeah. Like, and they could have scored 427, if you know what I mean. Like, it's, yeah. you know, yeah. and like, as an old guy in the sweet shop here, where I called in the morning for the papers, he said, Where were the backs on both sides? And that's the question a lot of the older people, like, the, 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 we call them the old horse ass, but where's the back play? Like, but it seems like that's, that's the way the backs are attacking. Fast book out or caught out, you know, you can't be everywhere. So like it was it was it was a score feast, you know what I mean? And, and if you took if you took the line balls and like very few frees and puck outs, like it was nearly a score every well, you know, nearly every minute or very near then, like, you know. Yeah, no, I mean I I, I think it is a fair question when when there's not even freeze being scored. I know there was a problem with uh in the in the league that people were saying there's too many frees and it's nearly like a a free taker shootout, but when you only have one point out of the four twenty seven, like you'd, you'd have to think that Tipperary were not close enough to even mount the challenges, put the challenges in, because they weren't stopping them scoring, um, they weren't fouling them to stop them scoring, but they also weren't stopping them scoring. So they, they mustn't have been putting in the tackles at all. Yeah, but you see, they were coming in threes and fours with the ball and drawing a man and hand pass off the shoulder, like like football really are coming in droves. And you see, tip like a lot of like tip at the moment, that team wouldn't have that pace. They haven't got real natural pace. Whereas one thing want to have is pace. Yeah. That's what they have. And Cork, they were the two paciest teams at the moment as regards Ben Orland. Kilkenny wouldn't have the pace of Cork, but they'd have the physicality. Now you'll probably find the next day if 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 the if the if the referee lets the match go between Kilkenny and Cork if he's not too strict if he lets it flow it'll suit Kilkenny because they will be physical and hitting hard body tackles to slow Cork down Cork will try to play at a mile a minute that's their game no more than what yeah um, and something interesting that you said earlier about what Waterford need to do at the weekend against Limerick is to to set the pace the way that they did do against Tipperary and they did do against Waterford and I'd actually say that's what Limerick have done very well against Waterford last year in the All-Ireland final with Waterford coming in with a lot of momentum as well. But like there was no goal scored in the Munster final last year or the All-Ireland final last year. Limerick kind of just, they set the pace, uh, their way of playing and they kind of stopped the, the rampage of Waterford coming. Yeah, and like the only time I saw them kind of say outmaneuvered was against against Tip, say in the first half. 
the last day. Remember, yeah. we like to say great first half actually. But to be fair to Limerick, they proved themselves a great team to be able to come back from 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 being down that much. Like and being out, they were out hurled. Like the wrists and the hands of of of, of Tip were kind of you know in a different. It was like poetry in motion. But yet when Limerick got in the physicality, got in the tackles and closed down the middle third, the whole thing changed. And the likes of Keane Lynch, while he might be mentioned sometimes in all the play, he's, to me he's kind of the director of the orchestra. All the thing revolves around him. He tips little balls out, little hand passes here and there. Like if you're playing him, I think Watt will have to kind of man-mark him and try to keep him out of the game. Because if they do, it's a big it's a big plus for Watford because usually... He dominates in his own kind of in his own way. It isn't that he knocks down as well. He kind of has little touches here and touches there, a flick here for a score for someone. He's a great team player. You know, he's he's the ultimate team player, really. Yeah, he's, I think he's phenomenal. Um, he what, what Jamie Barron is to Waterford, Keen Lynch is to Limerick. Yeah, but like Limerick will have a lot of traffic around the middle. They'll big men hitting hard. There'll be a lot of physicality, but like the ref is there to referee. And like I see the same thing with Cork. Like it's given to these guys midfield. They have great pace, uh, mead, look mead, pacey. But you can, I can tell you one thing. There'll be tackles going in there and there'll be a lot more than one free. Because that's... Yeah, that's I was thinking the game. same. <laughs> Kilkenny will make it physical. They have to be. Are Waterford at a serious disadvantage now? They're, they'll be going for their fourth week, fourth weekend in a row, I think. Now, yeah, I know. Listen, the, 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 some people have said that beforehand and afterwards if they're beaten. But I can tell you one thing: Dave Cal will not entertain the word tiredness coming into them. They'll be full of energy. He'll know that they won't be doing that much this week. He'll be getting them rubs and kind of get energy back in the body. And he'll say, "Look, this is what we play for. We're here on merit. We're on a roll. Hard to stop us. One game away from the Northern Ireland final. Two seventy minutes. We're, we're you know." We're nearly back where we want to be from that. Look, what did we say last year after losing? You can bet your bottom line is that we're going to be back here next year. That had we made <coughs> after losing every dressing room. And it can be very hard to get back there. So they're only set, they're 70 minutes away from it. And I'd say they'll give the right hand for it. Yeah, there's always two ways of looking at that. Like one way is Waterford could be tired because it's their fourth weekend on the trot, or the other way is they've just had three wins in a row. You know, they're building momentum and they're firing, flying it. Whereas Limerick might be a bit stale because they've been offered the last couple of weeks. But uh, if, yeah, as you said, when the final whistle is blown, then what, what what excuse will be given? It'll be okay. Waterford were hired, or okay, Limerick were stale. Yeah, well, you can use any excuse to like, but when you're when you're a manager of a losing team, there's no point in using excuses. You just have to take it yeah. and drive on. To the, the problem is, it's next year. You know what I mean? To go back to the clubs, but like you would have had got a good run, and everyone was saying it was a great year, even though like you know. You, it's all about winning, really, for these teams, especially like the four that are in because Cork would love to get back again. Kilkenny always want to win. Limerick are trying to retain the title, and Walker will feed that they left behind them last year. So, like, they are in a great position. I know they could be tired, but you must remember that they're working the panel very well every day. You know, they know the four or five to be honest, a 20 man game. And as I like keep saying, when you're winning, you get energy from winning. The more than when you're losing, you feel tired, you can get that energy. Now, it could catch you near the end. Maybe with uh, with cramps and that type, but you'll find that you know they'll have salt tablets and everything else to keep uh, you know to kind of keep the to keep the cramps away. Yeah, we look at the other game. Cork beating Dublin comfortably enough now, and I look at it and wondering. I think Galway were very poor against Dublin. Dublin were convincingly beaten by Kilkenny. You know, are just Dublin not that good and Cork actually bet. Cork got a nice a nice draw there. Are they very lucky the way they, they draw they got, that they got Dublin? 
Yeah, but like they still had to beat them. Like, and, and now they're building momentum. Like, uh, you know, they've won an under, you know, the, the, the under minors are kind of coming good. The under 20s kind of won the title there in Munster. And when they, like, they're putting it together, getting lads coming through. And like, they have great pace. And they're, you know, they're trying to, to close down the back. But like, they are hungry for goals. They're off their shoulder. They're nice to look at. And they will believe if they can play an open game, which is Crow Parks would suit them, they will believe if they get their game won, they'll win. Now look, Cock are always confident. They don't need a win to get them, but like when they start to roll, they're very confident. If 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 the game is 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 refereed strict, I think it'll suit them because I can see Kiltini getting in among them and stopping them with from the running game with body tackles, trying to really try to we'll try to slow them down really and bring it bring it into a kind of a an arm wrestle, bring it into a physical contact. I I Kilkenny to me would win would win a real physical battle. But I know Kilkenny will be famous, but I have a feeling that Cork would beat them. Like they're 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 fresh. They're young, and like this Kilkenny team mightn't have been really like uh, to me. Like looking at the competition closely, Munster seems to be stronger, harder competition than Leinster, and harder matches all through. There's very little between the teams, whereas in Leinster there's a kind of a gap. So I, I would think, you know, I, I would see Cork well prepared after coming out, and, and they'll be they'll be looking forward to Cork. I think I saw a stat that that was the first time in six years that Cork put back-to-back championship wins together. Is is that in itself important for them? That oh, it would be, yeah. Like it would be in, in the sense that they're living in the shadow of tradition. They're expected to win every and it's a long time since so they like if they if they could win to take a monkey off their back, you know, like they're what they're quite capable of putting if they won't putting a few together. Now they were always capable of that, but like Kevin Kinston went back and he knew what was there. He knew what was there as regards the horrors that were there, even though they weren't winning titles, the the, the quality would be good. And now he has some kind of buzzing around the place. And again, he has his 18 or 19, you know, is coming on. And, you know, there's, there's young Barrett comes on there, flashes a few points. And there's a big, is it Connolly, a big strong fellow comes on. They know what they have. And at the back, they're missing two or three. But the last day, Downey was back to himself again. They've not done wrong. So, like, you know, they're developing and getting confident. They're always confident. But they're, they're, playing more, they're playing with the confidence. And if they can get a few, now again, they need to get their scores early on and get, get in front. Because if Kilkenny got a few scores early on, They'd be very hard to claw back with it. I have a feeling that Cork, Cork will do it. Now, if Cork don't do it and Kilkenny win, is everyone back to saying Cork have no bottle again? Ah, no, that's that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what they're saying. But I think that's completely wrong. But like, if Kilkenny do it, bottle they won't be telling. I, I talk about Kilkenny people. They won't be questioning Brian Cody whether he should be over the team or not. Like to me, he's a genius what he has done with this team because he hasn't the Henry Shefflins, the we'd say the Tommy Welches. You know, JJ uh, Delaney's all these boys. They hit, all the, all the icons are gone. But if they keep going and win and win the learn, there's, there's new ones coming with, with with stuff that hasn't won that much underage. It just shows what he can do. Like and he, again, he goes back back to basics and get fellas get fellas to play to their sense. Like you know, when you look at what he's missing, when I say missing, gone from you know Jackie Turl, you know Noel Hickey, all these guys. God Almighty, JJ. Uh, Tommy, Tommy Welch, uh, Michael Finley, you know, they, all and all the guys up front, you know, like they're all gone. Now, okay, TJ is still there, Richie is still there. I expect him to come on out the next year. He hasn't played at all this year, but I expect against Cork he would suit. I can see him coming on about 50 minutes to go. You think he'll be back? I'd say so, yeah. I'd yeah, love to see him back. yeah, well, like he's, he's, he's de- like, he, you know, he's biting at the bit. Like all these guys want to play. Okay, they have to be the manager, but they're all biting at the bit, like, and uh, 
you know, it's like in training, if a lad gets injured after the first team, okay, we'll be sorry for him. But if the subs are any good, they'll be saying, hey, that's, that's my chance. If I get a chance, I know he's gone, but I'd be able to fill in there. Now, Richie, against Cork, they're, they're type, they'll be very fast, but they're type of hurling with suit because they're very, Cork are risking them more than Richie. Like, he's, he's, touches with, you know, like he's still a great touch hurler. Yeah. yeah. Cork's running game was very impressive now. Partic- Robbie O'Flynn actually probably didn't get enough. Yeah, he's good in there and he's, 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 he's going to do a lot of running. Usually he's taken off and he nearly knows that. Like, but he'll do a lot, lot of running. I suppose, uh, you know, they have the runners and they have the workers. You know, like, uh, what do you call that centre forward? The lad is to- always in the tangle. Like, he, he does, I uh, can't think of his name off him, but he, he's always, you know, he's a great for his stuff. Does, does the donkey walk. Like, sure, no one could be good to like Pat Horgan and all Ireland because he hasn't won that yet. Very, very good. But like, from midfield up, they're very fast, but even at the back, they attack from the back. And I suppose they have a very complete hurler in, in, in Mark Coleman. Very nice for the last day now against Limerick. He played wing back, they had a different centre back. But the last day, he was he was uh, he was back centre back, like that, able to read the game and a very good distributor. You know, Harnady, that's something enough centre forward. There's a lot of the donkey work, mightn't look fa- doesn't look fancy compared to the other boys, but he's vital to, the, to, the, to their set up, you know, Seamus Harnady. Yeah, take a score, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought he was incredible. He got he's been incredible in the last two games. I think he got he got four points against Dublin, and actually there was a couple of them highlighted on the on the Sunday game where it, they were straight from Patrick Collins's puck out that there was just gaps of uh, just blocks of uh, space left for him to run into, and there wasn't even a, a shout from either of them. They just knew it was going to happen, and he was gone into the space, collected the puck yeah, out, put it over the bar. Well, he's he's there. He's the entry states, statesman there. Like, you know, he's he's there a good while. You know, so he knows what's happening. Yeah. He probably doesn't get enough credit. Like everyone says, always the ball winner. But I just I think he can he can kind of do it all, really. Oh, he can. He can. He can. He look at he he could get three or four, miss three or four. Everyone's going to do that. Like he can't. You know. But he's a great he's a great batter and a very good hurler uh, from Saint Peter's. Now he plays with the with the, with the combined. Uh, you know. The clubs as well, like, but uh, he's a good player, but he's vital to that set up, like, you know. But they have the runners, but like, sure, Kilkenny will play their game. And there's one thing about Kilkenny lads, you'll always get the honesty and the commitment of them. They'll never, they'll never lack for that. And they kind of love the hurling, like, they kind of want to say, let's bring it on, we'll end it. And sure, more, and most times they do. Do you think yeah. this is probably the weaker of the two semi finals? Yeah, but after saying that, the winner could come out because the last time Kilkenny met Limerick, like Limerick were hot favourites, and again Kilkenny ground them down. That's they're capable of doing that with, with you know, with, without any big names. And but the big names could arrive after this campaign, you know. Yeah, yeah it looks it looks the weaker, but like it doesn't go that way. You know what I mean? I would think say that that say just say for example that Munster Munster is stronger than than Linster. and yet you could say that for a lot of years, and yet the Brian Kilkenny will come along and win. Because they're ahead of everyone else. Now this is a new Kilkenny team, but like he, he'll have trouble picking it because a lot of lads biting at the bit and there's lads coming on and off. Very noticeable against Wexford an extra time. He, the lads he put on, he had them taken off earlier on. Some of them played very well, so like he's not afraid. And, there's, and at this stage, there's no going to question. <coughs> no, the days no. of Christian Cody are probably long gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you if you question, you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, is the is the Cyril double then going to be a, a Cork Limerick final? 
Yeah, I think so, yeah. And you get a kind of a price. Limerick will be fair as, but Cork won't be fair as. So you could do a double and it work out okay. <laughs> but the way my backing is going, uh, both of them will probably fail. <laughs> <laughs> I am... Um... I'd be disappointed. I, I, I'm hoping Kilkenny can get get in there. I'd, I'd love to see another Kilkenny Waterford game, but I also think that uh, Kilkenny could be the team to beat Limerick. I want to yeah. see that Limerick Kilkenny game because they haven't since 2019. They, ha- they haven't played, you know, and I think that's one Limerick probably want that as well, you know. Well, Limerick would like to redeem what happened. There was a two years ago. That's what they'd be thinking of. That semi final. Yeah. yeah, you know. Like they were Cats. unlucky with the call at the end, but you know, Kilkenny were much the better team in the first half. So yeah, the Cats—they're hard to beat in the final, and I tell you one thing—they're not beaten until you're going out the gate. Everything closed down. <laughs> Cheers, I know. Don't, don't we know? Don't we know too? Eh? Yeah, yeah. And before we go, Cyril, now I know we asked you already, but. What do we have to do to convince you to come back down to Wexford? Well, do you think I'd be good for Wexford? I was eating strawberries or something down there. Uh, no, no, I, I think <laughs> it's a big decision. There's a new chairman in there. It's a big decision because he's taken over a good team and he's taken over a team of expectancy. The, 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 you know, the expectancy would be high. So you need, you know, you need high standards. And like whoever goes in there is inheriting a good team. They've been used to kind of hair train. They're used to kind of different game plans which is kind of the modern way of going and uh, I don't know about I don't know who's inside it could, it should probably some of the Horlex hurlers as well as I'm interested I don't know but uh, to me if you had the likes of Eddie Brennan going in from outside and being a Kilkenny man it would be very good <laughs> to be interested how Kilkenny men over Wexford have gone against Kilkenny now Fitzy had a good had a good record against Kilkenny but like you wouldn't know a small change could mean a big difference and you'd hope that there'd be some underage fellas coming through you know, that'd be the big thing you know is that the main thing we need? A few more players? Well, I, I, taught young, I taught young Flood very well when he came on the last day, like uh, kind of a new lad to me. Uh, if the two wrecks are fit, and both of them are well worked, like they're good lads, but there's always one lad injured. You, you need everyone, you know, I, you know, at full pelt uh, to, to, to win, especially to make the breakthrough, you kind of need, you know, you need it. Yeah, I'd say there, I'd say there could be a couple more hurlers, young hurlers in the county that, depending on who comes in, could, could make a breakthrough now. I'd say maybe Davy was a bit settled on on his bunch and on his key players, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to know when they're going to make a decision. Do, do they wait for a couple of months or do they try to get it sorted quickly? Oh, well, if I was the chairman at Wilbur, wouldn't in, I'd like to have have the person in for the club championship. Give, yeah. give the, the new manager and selectors wherever they are. Uh, go around to the clubs. That's what you want, and you know. And I'm talking about all clubs. Cover the venues. Don't just cover the senior matches. Cover the venues where you have intermediate and junior teams playing, because you're never going to pick up a good guy. And it's the guy that it's the guy that you'll pick up outside the box that could make a great team for you. Yeah, I actually think that that in Wexford they have to do that because there's there's an enormous amount of hurlers from intermediate and even some from junior clubs that are that are on the senior panel at the moment. So that I think it'll be essential for whoever whoever's in to have a team of lads going around to the different games. Yeah, you have to do that anyway, especially when you're trying to set up in the panel, you know. And then after that, you, you give the confidence to the panel and you might have not let it come in. But usually when you when you make the decisions, you have to kind of stick with you. can't be chopping and changing the whole time. When you were a manager of Galway, Cyril, were you were you going around to junior B matches as soon as you could find it? Yeah. <laughs> The lectures I had, they thought to be going to the, the, the top clubs, but I'd make them cover the venues. 
saying Lockrave and Slovat and Roy. Whoever the beginning is to be on for the weekend, there'll be some games Friday, but definitely Saturday and Sunday evening. We meet on the Monday night and we go through the days that they saw and I you know what I mean, and we switch around it. And the one thing is that they would not be going to their own club games. That make that vital because there's no need, like, you know, they have to cover the venues. And that means that means good matches and pretty poor ones, but you'd never know where you get a fed out, you know. Yeah, that is true. Hard one when a lad hasn't been through played underage with the county, especially nowadays. Yeah, but the thing is, like, that's where the, you see, you could get a lad making a, a, a panel saying, Go, we're under 16, development panel, or Tony Forrester. And then he's on the panel for under 80, and he's on the panel for under 20. But I'd be at the lads, is fine. If he's good enough, fine. But maybe he, maybe he's spoiled, maybe he's won too much. What about the lad that wasn't, wasn't a good under 16 and is now developing and no one ever saw him? Or from, say, a junior club, no one ever bothered with him? A lad that could come in from the outside, he, he and he can be good enough to make it. He he can be a real asset because he's kind of a plus. No one has seen him before, or no one has counted him before. You know, I've had a few like that now in my time in Night Door Diamonds. You know, even coming from the football world, uh, like <laughs> we had to be a big divide in Galway. There's a kind of a left and a right. You know, one area is all hurling, the other is all football. But the odd one that you get coming through from the football area would be very good, good in the air, great body tackles. You know, and the, I I actually think that that kind of player could end up becoming more rare because if they're not in county setups growing up they're, they're not getting the same levels of training maybe back at their club and stuff yeah but but if you're over if you're over a manager of a county team senior team and you get a lad that is coming through all the grades and being very well coached he knows it all he can be very good but he can be a handful you yeah, get a guy yeah. that has won nothing and doesn't know like when I say doesn't know much is raw you can you can make a jewel out of him because you get him to play your way you know yeah. what I mean? To do the play the, the team way may, may be completely different than not orthodox, but they they can they can fit into a team, you know. When we're talking about that, I I, I think uh Seamus Handley actually didn't play much didn't play underage with Cork actually. Well he wasn't he might I don't know. I, I can't remember being an underage star, or maybe he was, I don't know. I can't remember often. But like uh, they're the guys that can be a jewel for you, you know what I mean? That didn't make it underage because they can slip through the net and they could have been injured, or you just don't know what, what circumstances are. But like some fellas mature differently, and some fellas get hungry when they get old. And sometimes if the lads win and say minor titles under 20, they think that's the be all and in all. I'd be kind of telling them that's lovely, but put them up in the attic, they don't count. Uh, when you're a senior, there's only one thing that counts. Is that what's going on in God right now? Well, we have a lot of lads with my, but now that, to be fair, they didn't get many chances, but they'll be jumping at a bit now because I say it'll be kind of opened up, which will be great. Like, it'll be great for them. It was hard to make up the last few years because the team, see, when a manager gets over a team, he settles on the panel, he's not going to keep chopping and changing. It can be hard to make it, especially if the team is settled and being there or thereabouts. Same with Tip. Like, they have two great under 20 teams that won against the head, Cahill won two All Irelands, and I suppose. Uh, Morris is only this make and then and Keo comes on down again. That's that's basically it, like Paddy Cadell, I think. Yeah, he, yeah. he's he started that's last the That's one of the things Cody has done so well. As well. Oh, he's well, there's always given one or two lads a go, you know. It's it never holds some changes. It's, it's that's what the that's the genius of him. If you look at the lads that, that, that he brought on or that's gone, like he's one or two every year. You know, and therefore there isn't six or eight going. He's kind of getting them in little pockets. And if you if you look at the icons that's that's off the team, that's not playing. Sure, the name of God Almighty, he has multiple all stars in the last say six, seven, ten years. They haven't played that for the last few years, but all gone. And now he's a new team, and they're challenging again. You must remember now, he's he's he shared the league with Galway. People say don't count with his league title. He's won the Leinster title. And what happens if he goes on to win all Ireland? Two Leinsters you know, in a row, actually. Now, yeah, but two Leinsters. Yeah, and he goes on to win all Ireland. He left. 
six or seven all stars with all kind of fairly new guys. You know, another another dynasty coming. And then the Kilkenny people won't be giving up about Cody said, Oh, he's not up to it. That that's to me, he's a genius doing what he's what he did all along, but doing now as well. And again, he will cover every, you know, every every game in the county. And there's likes, you know, the, the boys with him know all the they know all the club hurdles. You have to have that kind of knowledge of, of, of the local club scene. No, I will say it is great to have the talent. He does have quite a talent pool. I know he doesn't have it what he used to have. No, but still have a huge talent pool coming through. Ah, well, yeah, and the, and, the, and the Kilkenny will say DNA is there. You must remember that if you were to go over Kilkenny in the morning, the, 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 be, the expectancy would be that you're good enough to win. You would be hoping. You'd be believing we're good enough. We're Kilkenny, we're good enough to win. That would be there the whole time, you know. Yeah, I mean, they even kind of showed it in the minor Leinster final against Wexford during the week. Last week was a tight game the whole way, but just that DNA, just the knowing how to win those tight games at the end. Yeah, but sure, Galway played them the week or two before that, last week on Ireland, and we were cruising. And by the end of the match, we had to get a goal the last poke to win it. Like, you know, that's that's the type they were out hurled, and yet, yet they came back. And you'd know, you'd get the feeling that they were going to do that, you know. They always do. It's, it's... <laughs> yeah, you know. It's spread. It's spreading them. Yeah, it's 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 a shame. <laughs> I wonder if uh, the day that, that Brian Cody finally does call it a day, would it be a day for for dancing at the crossroads or for a celebration in Wexford or even around Ireland? Well, for around Ireland, like he'd be a terrible loss, but the other counties might might be saying, "Look, it's hard, it's hard to see him go," and you know all this sort of stuff. But deep down, they'll, they'll be delighted to see him go. They won't say that because they, they won't for a while. No matter who comes, Henry Sheff probably come in or something like that. But it'll take him a while to build up the dynasty that Brian has been has, has built up. Like it just takes you know, even his backroom team, James McGarry is there with him, and I'd, I'd say not alone does James know every hurdle in Kilkenny. I'd say he knows every hurdle in the country. The, the, yeah. I mean, the hurdles are less have been near to. Him. That's the type they are. They just Hurling is their game, you know. But that's it. They, 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 they already have a, a host of uh, of lads lining up nearly because you've got Henry Shefflin there with as a two club All Ireland's now already. Um, yeah. You've yeah. Eddie Brennan after doing a job, a great job with, with Leash, and now he's on with Kula. He's been touted as a possible Wexford candidate. You've David Herty doing great stuff in Kildare. You've got Michael Fenley now, who's just after. Um, Having a, yeah. good, a good year, get, getting awfully back up into Division One hurling and winning the Christie Ring, which you know they possibly shouldn't be in at all. But uh, yeah, they're, they're, they have uh, a lot of lads. DJ has been doing a great job with CIT and all, hasn't he as well? Yeah, and he has, and Brian has lads with him that hurled for Kilkenny with him in the background for the last few years, and all of them kind of are ready to take over if the if the if the need be. Yeah, and then you and then you have the old man himself. When I say old man, old in the sense that he's always over on the Kilkenny. Ned Quinn is in the background. You have Ned. You'll always have Kilkenny. Like <coughs> he would know the scene. And he he'd know who to put in, and he'd have a big he'd have a big say in it, even in, indirectly anyway. Yeah, uh, we, a few a few years yet. Yeah, I was just thinking we, we won't be retiring Frank Hardy just yet. I'd say he's not he's not ready to go anywhere. Oh, no, look at he should be, look at they're, they're, they're foolish to be at him or even saying that like a, a man like that can decide he should be allowed to decide himself when it's time to go and he will he'll know when to go you know but he loves what he's doing yeah so tip for the All Ireland then if it's a Cork and Limerick final is it Limerick to I, I think it's I, I just had a feeling the whole time it's Limerick's to lose you know they are they are ahead of the posse uh, at the moment you know 
I, I just feel that they're, you know, they haven't hit the high spots, maybe the last against you, but they haven't really hit it. But I, that's a great way to be in there without hitting the high spots yet. You know, there are only two games I have a feeling. Or whoever, whoever beats them will win that goes out you, but I still think Limerick will come through. You said last year uh, that Evan Nyland be beaten for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, well, he's not beaten. He's, he's proved me wrong, but like he has to prove me, he has to prove me right too. Like he's only taken free Bob, but he's a good lad now. But like, but uh, hold on now. If he was playing, he, he played nothing yet. Like he has to start. Well, he has to know. get the opportunity, I suppose. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's very, like. very hard done by not to get the opportunity this year. More of an opportunity. Yeah. Ah, well, he's a good player. He's a good, yeah. Well, yeah. It's great. Well, a lot of these guys in Galway they have very good players and good free takers and that. But now look, he'd get he's he's there now in the sense that he has he has taken his the bits pieces he's got he's taken so he deserves it. He deserves a crack and he will get a crack. He's a future like. Will know. he be? Will he be the successor to Joe? Like, will he? Will he be the talisman next year? Well, that's more on the freezer. He's he's a very good free taker. Most days with his club as well, he's very very accurate. There's a lot of other lads there that are accurate too, like the likes of Niall Buck, who isn't on him. Deadly for Ord Moore. Jason Finn, your own lad, yeah. Jason. Deadly for Tommy Larkin. Jason will wind up getting four, 12 or 13 points every game. You know what I mean? Because if you're on the freeze, like, put in a goal or two. But like, yeah, he'd be the one that would be taken. You'd have to say, like, he looks, he's very good at them. So he'd be he'd be first choice now, it's like. Yeah, well, there's obviously something I know you, you can't understand why Jason Flynn... Isn't starting. Oh, it wasn't Michal Adonai who didn't pick him all the time either. Like it's not just on well, here. yeah, yeah. Just, you don't have confidence in the scores really. But like uh, there's other lads playing there that are on every day not playing well. Like if Jason was playing bad, he was kind of first one up. But that'll happen. That can happen. He's a big boy. He's in to look after himself. But like I was delighted from that he that he took. Like to be fair to Cannon, he saw the passes and even to see them to be executed was different. But to be fair to Jason, he was good enough. He hadn't much time either. Then like he had to go three, throw three men for the last one, go through them. Even the first one, he hit in a split second. But it had that ability. Like That's the difference. Some lads have that natural instinct of goals where other lads can be plowing around all day, you know. Yeah, some lads won't make that run. No. And to be calling for the ball anyway. <laughs> well, sure. Jason usually, he'd be passing the ball the whole time. Anybody would get a flicker to someone rather than, you know, he'd be well capable. But look at that. That's it's ahead of me again. You know, he's, he's finished on the high, so he'd have, like, he's still a young fella. He's all ahead of him, you know. What age would he be now? He'd be was under, 20, under 20 in 2015, was he? I suppose. What would that make him? I think I remember seeing him on Jamie Burns. Yeah. 25. He played on Jamie, yeah. Like, he'd be only at his power, really. Like, you know, he's a good, you know. No, I didn't, I didn't know who Jamie Burns was at the time, but I knew who Jason Flynn was playing under 21. Yeah, well, I knew Jason. I knew, 26. I knew Yeah, well, I knew Burns that we had him in LIT. He was raw at the time, he's improved a ton, like you know, from pure dint of working, you know. Because well, he had to he had to learn that he wasn't gonna stick the ball over the bar from 100 yards every time he got it. No, but he'd have he'd, no, <laughs> he'd have a few he'd, he'd get he'll get three or four over six. I know it won't happen every day, but like when they do go over they kill you, like you know? ah, he's a serious serious hurler. And yeah. probably I know he does get credit, but Kyle Hayes gets it all at the minute. Yeah, he probably well, doesn't yes, get as much as he deserves. No, no, no. But I, you know, you wouldn't like to be honest. He's a hard, he's a tough, hard individual, and he'll mark his man. Like you know, he won't go as far as much as as as, as Kyle Hayes will. I know he's a serious, serious hurler. I think I think Joanne's Joanne Cantwell said it on the Sunday game last night. But who who'd be going forward these days? <laughs> well, it might be the it might be the forward has to stop him. It's the fellow facing him. 
Whatever goes in, like the, you know, you have to go to and put your body in the line. Yeah. Did you have to be so fit now? God. Yeah. You, have to be, you have to be Paddy Deegan. <laughs> I am, I'm gasping just playing full forward when any ball comes in. Never mind doing all the room that the boys are doing. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's the modern game, you know. Looking forward to the weekend anyway. Should be two good okay. games. All right. All right, boys. Thanks, sir. Thank you, sir. Take care. Damien Fitzhenry is the best at what he did to ever play with. Unquestionably, was the best there ever was. Mike was just so good. He was so good. A magician. I'm the youngest of the 15, uh, nine brothers and five sisters. They just stuck you in the goal then. Yeah, well, uh, a so-called goal, uh, two tar barrels. Damien Fitzhenry is the best goalkeeper I've ever played, but you know, I'd say, say that. Damien Fitzhenry is the best goalkeeper I've ever seen. So I'd probably, like, I'd probably say Damien. Gary, I don't know, were you talking to Shane Tompkins? I haven't been, no. Well, he said he couldn't make it. He's he's convinced he's going to get the, the Wexford manager's job. And he's currently... He said he's writing a cover letter. So that's so he can't come on, basically. I think he has like 12 pages already. Oh, very good. Well, best of luck to Shane with that. Yeah, so we'll see see what comes out of it. And we'll be back next week with another podcast to review the semifinals. In the meantime, thanks to our sponsor, the Enniscardi Credit Union, and thanks everyone for listening. Take care. All right, Wakefield!